What's up, podcast people? Welcome into the Out of the Loop podcast, Explain of Thrones. Uh, I am Shane. I've seen Game of Thrones. Me and my, uh, me and my compadre, Rodney, here Hi. are explaining uh, Game of Thrones to Matt over there. Me and my friends are here <laughs> to do a podcast. <laughs> Mon ami. <laughs> me ami. Uh, Rodney, didn't you, you need to say something else, right? Hey, Rod Pod Squad. Yes, we are known to have watched Game of Thrones and continue our journey through Westeros to give Matt a little more context. Uh, he's pretty well versed now, but now we're this far. We got to finish so he could uh, see how close he was. It's funny. That's what I say to my wife saying, well, we're this far. I might as well finish, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can don't say go it. to sleep just yet. Come on, <laughs> I can say that kind of stuff because Selena does not listen to the show. I know your wives do listen to the show. I don't think she's gonna like that. <laughs> uh, what are we watching, guys? Uh, I started watching Nathan for you, so did I. <laughs> I get real uncomfortable. It was, uh, I, wa- I think I watched the first two. Yes. And it, it was fine. It was funny. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Funny. It was fine. That's why yeah. I, I texted you. I was like, is this real or so, script? I was going. It was fine. A word that I was going to use when I was describing it was, <clears throat> it's been referred to as cringe comedy, but I wanted to keep that to myself because I knew that one of you would at least be like, what the fuck, man? I get real bad <laughs> yeah. secondhand it's, embarrassment. Yeah. And, oh, man. Just, I think he's, that, he's awkward, and it's just like he's very. Oh. Yeah. I think that's why I love the British Office, the cringe. Yeah, just the you know the he doesn't have that, you know, the common the, decency, the charm that Michael Scott has. But yeah, like like David Brent, it's just straight up like yeah, complete lack Super of self awareness. Awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yes. it was fine. Yeah. So, question for you. What is the, since we're talking about The Office, okay. the most cringe episode? Scott's cringe. Tots. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That one just gets I... me so much. Oh, it's so hard to watch. So I was on Facebook, and someone posted uh, their side-by-side pictures, and I was like, Uno card. It says, watch Scott's Tots or draw 25, and then the next picture is guy drawing 25 cards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I was talking to Natalia about it. And I just, I kept going through the episode in my mind and just started laughing more and more. I'm yeah. like, this is so un- unbearable. Yeah. Like, ugh. It's very hard to watch. Scott's it's, thoughts. it's still funny, but like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you guys should continue to give Nathan for you a chance because it gets, there's like, there's certain episodes that it's like, oh, you know that, that's fine. And then there's other ones that are like. Mind blowingly, so, yeah, hilarious. The one, I think it's the second episode, maybe the third. But he's going to interviews. He's like, I want to see if they'll hire me for what I know or my confidence. Yeah, and then, he has a little kid doing. Yeah, it. that one a, made me laugh a lot. Yeah. And then the turtle at the end, he's like, "That made you laugh." The kid telling yeah. him, "Yeah, I was laughing was a lot." <laughs> it was fine. Oh man, keep watching. <laughs> All right, Just, what have you been watching? Yeah, me? Yeah. Uh, so there's this um uh series on netflix called you that i was told about (laughs) um there's this guy he meets a girl yeah kills her boyfriend he's allergic to peanuts that whole thing um i I wasn't really into it but it was kind of on and like whoa (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I should really watch this. That's how I, that's and how I so the second season is starting, yep. and that's true. Well, it's all lo and behold, the girlfriend that they hinted at him kiddling is actually <laughs> alive. Yeah. He lit her up. <laughs> so he's on the run now. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> yes. 
Sounds awful. Super good. Yes. The girl that he hinted at George Kittling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she got run over by George Kittle? Um, <clears throat> what am I watching? Uh, I don't know that I'm watching any. I'm preparing for school to start again. Oh. Um, just got through one of my kids' birthdays, got through my wife's birthday. Congratulations. Now the rest of the year's open, right? After all the Christmas stuff. So, um, a lot of stuff going on. I, I, okay. So I like to rewatch things. I have been rewatching uh, Batman the, the uh, animated series. Ooh, nice. great series! Yeah. What what? Top top of your head, what's your uh, favorite episode? Um, the two parter when Two Face is introduced, um, where Harvey Dent turns into Two Face. Yeah. Um, I like uh, Almost Got Him. That was fun. That's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Which one's that one? Um, where they're kind of sitting around all playing, playing cards poker. and they're telling Oh, yes. Stories. That is probably yeah. my favorite also. Yeah. Yeah. And Killer Crocs is just, I was hiding behind this quarry. And then I saw <laughs> him. And then I threw a rock at him. And they're all just looking at him. And he goes, well, it was a big rock. <laughs> That's great. Who's your and favorite then, villain? In that show? In that show? No, from that series. Anim- well, yeah. The animated series? Yeah. Uh, probably Clayface. Clayface. Me too. Clayface or Freeze. Nice. Because mm-hmm. I just, the the animated, like, turning Gotham yeah. into, like, just a full, like, winter. Yeah. It just looked cool. very cool. Nice. Um, but, yeah, that show is perfect. Yeah, it's good. It's yeah. very good. Um, so, yeah, I've been throwing that on as, that's one thing that's very dangerous for me because I try to throw it on as background noise and I end up just sitting watch down it. and watching yeah. it. <laughs> All right. Well, so let's get into the recap of the gift last episode. Or GIF, sorry. So the GIF, um, <laughs> what happened, Matt? Um, uh, Jorah is in the fighting pit. Yeah. Uh, he reveals himself and says that he brought a GIF with him. And that GIF is Tyrion. Yep. And Tyrion introduced himself to Daenerys, right? Um, uh, at the wall, where's John going? John is going to Hardhome, which yep. is the name of this next episode. Who's in charge of the wall? Yep, Alistair Thorne. Yep, hey, almost say Alistair Crowley every single <laughs> time. Who's that? Alistair Crowley. Yeah, he's like a he's like a dark magic wizard dude. Um, from like the 1800s. Google him. Very interesting. Okay. Mm. Yeah. He's uh, an actual wizard. <clears throat> well, he thought wizard? he was. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he 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 did like some like black magic. Oh, yeah. cool. Cool, yeah. cool, 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 so cool, cool, cool. Sam stays behind. <laughs> what happens with Sam? Um, <clears throat> two men try to force themselves on Jilly, um, and uh, Sam has to intervene. Oh, Eamon's dead. Yep. Um. Uh. Alistair Thorne said, you're running out of friends, Tarly. And then Sam. <laughs> Sorry, there's a there's a rave going on in the background here. Um, <laughs> uh, that's so funny. So then Sam um, had to fend off these two dudes. He did not do a great job. Ghost had to step in, take care mm-hmm. of the guys. And then um, Sam lost his virginity. Correct. To Gilly in a very loving and tender moment. Right. Um, okay. <laughs> Do you guys remember the show Next on MTV? No. Oh, vaguely, yes. So it would have, like, there'd be one person who would go on all these dates with this, this bus load of dudes. Or... Of the other gender, whatever. Yeah, oh, it's some awkward times. So a, there's a girl, right? And she's like, hey, my name's Jennifer. Um, I, I love tattoos and I fucking hate attitudes. Let's do this. And then it's like, <laughs> and then it's like all these dudes on the bus and they, they go in My name's order. Brandon. Yeah, I'm going to step off. My I got to pop Brad. my collar because I pop everything. <laughs> yeah. My name's Brad. I'm the whatever, whatever. My boys call me. So I was just thinking... Okay, so the basis of the show is first guy would go on the date, 
So sometimes the guy would be like getting off the bus and walking toward her, and she'd yeah. be like, "Next, yeah. <laughs> super awkward." <laughs> well, then so that, you don't want none of this jelly. That part walk away was really funny, but the show as a whole horrible, sucked terribly. But I remember one guy being so bummed out because one guy said that his friends referred to him as the Divergenator, and that he was the and that he was a V card collector <laughs> for some reason. Saying that, that Sam lost his virginity to Gilly, I was like, oh, Gilly's the Divergenator now. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Anyway. That's my uh, MTV rant of the week. Um, other things going on. Uh, I don't know. Oh, Cersei's in prison. Yep. yep. You guys? That's big. It's a big deal. Super big. The sparrows have turned on her. Correct. They're, they are the, the sparrows, right? Nazgul, Sparrows, same thing. Yeah. yeah. Nazgul? Yeah, remember? A couple episodes back. Remember that was his, like, main... The main army. Well, nine, I think it was. Yeah. I don't remember that at all. His, 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 his top Sparrows. Yeah. Nazgul? Them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's it, right? Pretty, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, be... Winterfell, remember? Sansa tried to... Oh, yeah. Signal, yeah. The, old, the old lady was flayed. Reek turned her in. Yeah. Uh, in the north... Stannis's army, remember? Horses are dying. It's yes. too cold. Davos wants to go back. Uh-huh. Stannis is single-minded, so you know we're going forward. Yeah. What did Melisandre say? Oh, my God. How could I forget about that? She wants to have his daughter sacrificed. Yes. Because there's nothing more powerful than the blood of a king. Blood of a king. Hmm. Uh, and in Dorne, some small stuff. Marcella and Jamie. You're not my dad, and Bronn. Well, Bronn is poisoned, no. but yeah, is. saved, remember, because him and one of the Sand Snakes are kind of hitting it off. Yes, that he had to say she was the most beautiful woman in the world, otherwise he would die. Yeah. Right. Did you mention that how he was saying how Dornish women are known to be the most beautiful in the world? And she's like, thank you. And he's like, I said Dornish women, not you. And then, oh. then it, she started seducing him. Bad idea, Bronn. Yeah. Broham. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into 508. So 508, hard home. Uh, we start in Marine. Um, we're in the throne room of the pyramid. Daenerys and Misande are at the top, and they're looking down at two men. Uh, one is pretty big, one is pretty small. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Jorah tries to speak, but Daenerys cuts him off. Uh, she asked Tyrion, how do I know you are who you say you are? If you really are Tyrion Lannister, why shouldn't I kill you? To pay your family back for what they did to mine. Uh, Tyrion, you want revenge against the Lannisters? I killed my mother, Joanna Lannister, on the day I was born. I killed my father, Tywin Lannister, with a bolt to the heart. I'm the greatest Lannister killer of our time. Wow. Uh, Daenerys. Pretty good way to sell himself. So I should welcome you into my service because you murdered members of your own family? Tyrion, into your service, your grace. We have only just met. It's too soon to know if you deserve my service. Nice. Uh, She then threatens to send them back to the fighting pits. Um, And he tells a story he heard when he was a young man about a baby born during the worst storm in living memory. She had no wealth, no lands, no army, only a name, and a handful of supporters most of whom probably thought they could use her name to benefit themselves. Uh, they kept her alive, moving her from place to place, oftentimes hours ahead of the men who had been sent to kill her. She was eventually sold off to some warlord on the edge of the world, and that appeared to be that. And then, a few years later, the most well-informed person I knew, Varus, uh, told me that this girl, without wealth, no lands, no army, had somehow acquired all three in a very short span of time, along with three dragons. Uh, He thought she was our best and last chance to build a better world. I thought you were worth meeting at the very least. Uh, Daenerys, and why are you worth meeting? Why should I spend my time listening to you, Uh, Tyrion? Because you cannot build a better world on your own. You have no one uh, at your side who understands the land you want to rule, Uh, the strength and weaknesses of the houses that will either join or oppose you. 
Uh, Daenerys says, I will have a very large army and very large dragons. And Tyrion says, Killing and politics aren't always the same thing. When I served as Hand of the King, I did rather well at the latter, considering the king in question preferred torturing animals to leading his people. I could do an even better job advising a ruler worth the name, if that is indeed what you are. Uh, she then asked him to advise her on what to do with Jorah. Uh, she says she swore to kill him if he ever returned. Uh, he says Jorah isn't the same man that started informing on her uh, back when he first met her. Um, I can't remember ever seeing a sane man as devoted to anything as he is to serving you. He claims he would kill for you and die for you. And nothing I've witnessed has given me reason to doubt him. And yet, he did betray you. Uh, Jorah had many opportunities to confess his betrayal, but he never did until he was forced to do so. Uh, Tyrion says, he worships you. He is in love with you, I think. But he did not trust you with the truth. An unpleasantry for sure, but one of great significance to you. He did not trust that you would be wise enough to forgive him. And then Daenerys says, so should I kill him? Tyrion says, a ruler who kills those devoted to her is not a ruler who inspires devotion. And you're going to need to inspire devotion, a lot of it, if you're ever going to rule across the narrow sea. But you cannot have him by your side when you do. So she has Jorah removed from the city. So... <clears throat> I feel like this show has done a really good job of talking up, like, what it means to be a king or a queen or the person in charge, you know, mm -hmm. of, like, you need to inspire devotion, you need to do this, you need to do that. But then the people in charge have never done that as long as this show has been going. Like, I don't, I guess I don't know how Robert Baratheon's reign was, um was received by the people but like joffrey was universally hated tommen's just a kid so like i guess where does this whole daenerys could go and challenge the the like tommen's throne right now theoretically and why wouldn't people get behind it do you guys like do you guys have any reason for that why they don't get behind daenerys why wouldn't they get behind her Going for the because Dar thing. Dario's already there. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, you know, uh, I think it's because the history of so, what her father did. <clears throat> oh, okay, that's fair. That's so he, that's basically it. That's we'll get into it later, but he's trying to explain this to her, saying, "I'm from where you want to lead, and you want to rule. I know these people, so okay. you need someone like me who can help you win them to your side." Okay, you know what I mean. That I mean that's uh, like I said, that, we get that it, makes sense. We get into it a little later. Okay, um, in this episode, but that's pretty much it. All right, cool. Um, we go to King's Landing. Um, a Septa visits Cersei in her cell. Uh, Cersei is wearing this rugged, rough-spun dress. Basically, uh, what do you use to go down the slides at the fair? Potato, uh, potato sacks. Sack? Yeah. yeah. So basically, like that. <clears throat> uh, the Septa has a ladle of water. She takes out of a bucket. Puts it in front of her face and tells her, confess. Um, Cersei stares at the ladle and, you know, I want to speak with my son. Uh, the Septa hits Cersei with the ladle. In the face? In the face. Uh, tells her to confess again. Uh, Cersei says, I meant it. My face will be the last thing you see. And she gets hit again in the face. Uh, the Septa after hitting her, leaves the room. Oh. And we go to Bravos. So we're in Bravos. Yeah. Who's in Bravos? Arya. Yeah. So Arya is speaking with Jock and watching <clears throat> uh, uh watches uh Wait. So, so Arya is speaking to Jacken and Jacken is sitting there watching her speak with his stick. With his stick in his hand. <coughs> Sorry. Um, so they're, they're having a conversation and Arya starts talking. My name is Lana. I'm an orphan. When I was eight, I begged enough money to buy my first bucket of oysters. When I sold that bucket, I made enough to buy two more. And as she's talking, it cuts to Arya. Her hair's uh, braided on the sides and she's pushing a cart of oysters. She's got like two mini, um, what's her face? Star Wars. Leia. 
Yeah, mini buns, but like on the top of her head. Yeah. Um, it took me a while, but I bought enough to uh, to buy my own oyster cart. Now, every morning I make my way to the canals. I pass the fishmongers and the bakers. I, I usually see Lara, my first customer of the day, on her way home. Then I turn left onto uh, Moonsinger's Lane. That's when Jockin hits her on the, on her hand. Um, and then she says, I turn left on Ragman's Lane, where I do most of my trade. Uh, so then Jockin says, Lana is very impressive, very industrious. She will make a fine servant of the many-faced gods. Uh, Arya, how will she serve him? Jockin, she will no longer turn left at Ragman Lane. She will turn right and go to the Ragman Harbor. Arya, what will she do there? Jackin, she will see. Arya, see what? Jackin, how can a man tell a girl this? If he knew what she would see, there would be no reason to send her. So, (laughs) I know. (laughs) Arya is back on the street, pushing her cart. Oysters, clams, cockles. She is observed all around. Um, she is observing all around her. She passes a man collecting money, a very thin old man. He asks her if her oysters are fresh. She says the best in the city. She opens one and gives it to him. He wants four more with vinegar. Another man walks up, tries to make a wager. It's my 18th voyage. Returned from all of them without scratch on me. The skinny old man looks at the papers provided, refuses to refuses the man's money. The other man please, uh, pleads, uh, says his family is counting on him. Um, the pleading man is then dragged off. So we're back in the house of black and white. Uh, Jockin explains the man is a gambler. He wages whether or not a ship makes it to its destination. It is a strange wager for the captain. He only wins if he loses his life. Um... So, Arya, so why would the captain make a wager in the first place? Jockin, a girl tells a man what she has seen. Arya, if the captain dies, the thin man pays the family a lot of money. Jackin, but perhaps the gambler loses his bet and decides he doesn't have to pay after all. A destituted woman and her small child, that can, uh, what can they do uh, to such a man if he keeps their money to himself? To whom can they turn for recourse? In the room with them, there's a man who wanted to pay for the insurance that was refused. So he's in the house of black and white. Um, Arya, the many-faced god, you said you didn't know what I'd see at the dock. Jackin, a man had no idea that a girl would see and what she would not. A girl named Lana will return to the docks. She will watch the gambler. She will come to know as much about uh, his and her and she, she will... Him, sorry. Yeah, she will know. She'll come to know as much about him as she does about herself, Arya. And then what, Jackin? A gift for the thin man. He hands her a small vial. Arya walks away with a smile on her face. The blonde girl who hates Arya walks up, tells Jackin she's not ready. And then Jackin says, "Perhaps, um, perhaps she is. Perhaps she's not." The girl. And if she's not, Jackin says, "It is all the same to the mini-faced god." The way Jackin speaks is infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very cool scene. It's basically her first mission. It sounds cool. I like it. That's like I like how it ended. <laughs> Getting there. One doesn't want to <laughs> fucking hear all of that shit. <laughs> all right. So we go to King's Landing. Uh, Cersei is still in her cell, but she's visited by Kyburn this time. Um, he tells her that there will be a trial. He's the one working on uh, the mountain. Franken Mountain? Yeah. Mountain um, She will be charged with fornication, treason, incest, and the murder of King Robert. Whoa! Um, she calls them all lies. Well, not all of them. Um, she asks if there is any word from Jamie. <clears throat> he says no. Um, Kyburn tells her that Picel sent word to her uncle Kevin who is now back at King's Landing and leading the small council. Okay. <laughs> uh, ah, yes, Kyburn. I've talked to Pycelle, Cersei. Oh, yeah? what Kevin say? <laughs> Make sure Kevin knows what's going on. Uh, he implored Kevin to visit Cersei, but he would not. Um, she then asked about Tommen. Uh, Kyburn says Tommen isn't taking uh, the arrest of his wife and mother well at all. Uh, he won't leave his room. He's not eating. Uh, Kyburn tried to get him to visit Cersei, but he refused. 
He just won't see anyone. Whoa. Uh, Kyburn tells Cersei um, there's a way out. Uh, he says, confess to the High Sparrow. Uh, she refuses. She says, I made him. I rose him up from the dirt. I will not bow down to him. Um, the, the mean Septa that was beating her before walks in. Um, Cersei cowers to the corner. And Kyburn leaves. Slowly being changed. Uh, we go to Winterfell. So in Winterfell, uh, it's Theon delivering food to Sansa's room again. But this time, she's sitting at the table waiting for him. She asks, why Theon? He replies that he is not Theon. There is only Reek. Why did you tell him, Reek? He says he was helping her. Uh, there is no escape. Not ever. Theon, Theon Greyjoy tried to escape. The master knew. The master knew. He, he knows everything. He hunted him. He <clears> caught <throat> him. And strapped him to a cross and cut away piece after piece until there was no, no Theon left. Sansa says, good. If it, weren't, if it weren't for you, I'd still have a family. If I could do what Ramsay did to you right here, right now, I would. Theon, or Reek. I deserve everything. I deserve to be Reek. I did terrible things. Turned on Rob. Captured Winterfell. Killed those boys. Sansa. They weren't those boys. They were Brandon Rickon. They were your brothers. You knew uh, them since they were born. Theon. They weren't. They were only... Sansa. They were only what? Theon. I can't. Sansa. Tell me. Theon. I can't. Not unless the master says. Sansa. Tell me. They weren't what? Tell me why Brandon Rickon should be gone. Why you, uh, why you still breathe the air. Tell me to my face, Theon. Tell me what they... Tell me that they weren't your brothers. Where is Rickon? Um... Theon. I don't know. Remember he uh, went back to... Um, he went with... What's her name? I forget her. Yeah, he went back with the wildling girl, back to one of the small houses in the north. Remember? Okay, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. left Bran and uh, Jojen. And, right. Yeah, yeah. The hearth or something like that. Okay. And then Theon. They weren't Bran and Rickon. I couldn't find them. I found two farm boys. I killed them and burned them so no one uh, would know. Sansa, do you know where they went, Bran and Rickon? I need to know. Do you have any idea? Theon. Not Theon. Reek. And Reek runs away. So now she knows that her brothers are still alive. Um, so then elsewhere in Winterfell... Or Roose... at least that Theon didn't kill him. Yeah. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> true. That's true. Sorry. Um, Roose is discussing intel um, that they've gathered about Stannis. Winterfell's uh, walls have been repaired. There's enough food for six months. All they have to do is wait for them to freeze and starve, then mutiny. Um, Ramsey recommends that they hit first, wipe out Stannis's men, uh, show the North how they treat southern uh, Southerner invaders. Rue says the snow is so deep they couldn't get an army through. Ramsey says he doesn't need an army, just twenty men. And then we go to Marine. So Tyrion uh, is sitting alone with Daenerys in her chambers. Um, they're discussing whether or not they trust each other just yet. Um, you know, they change to talk of their fathers, um, what their fathers would have done if they were in their places currently. Um, he points out recent moves that she's made that are very smart, like reopening the fighting pits, marrying a man she loathes for a greater good. Um, he also brings up Varys. And when he does, she says, oh, the spy master for King Robert, you know, I hate him. Uh, he's responsible for the manhunt, basically, that's been trying to get me my whole life. Right. Um, Tyrion says he believes that Varys is the only reason she is still alive. Um, Tyrion says Varys um, may be the only man alive he trusts besides his brother. Um, he says, I had given up on life until Varys convinced me you are worth living for. Uh, you chop off my head. Well, my final days were at least interesting. Um, she says, I'm not going to kill you. You will advise me. Um, he asks if she really needs the Iron Throne. You know, how many thousands have you saved since taking over here you know why don't you just stay um she says this is not my home um and he asks well who will support you in westeros and she says the common people and then he reminds her that you had the support of the common people in marine and just the common people and how did that work out for you uh -huh. um and then he goes on about uh all the targaryens are gone the starks are gone our fathers thought of that. Um, he continues on about 
you know, naming off the rest of the families, um, you know, which ones would side for her, which ones would she have to fight. Um, and then she says, <clears throat> all the different families are just spokes in the wheel. Uh, the one on top, so, so there's one on top, and then there's another, and then there's another, and then there's another. And all the time, the wheel just turns, uh, crushing the ones on the ground. Um, then Tyrion goes, it's a beautiful dream, stopping the wheel. You're not the first person who's dreamt about stopping it. And then Daenerys says, I'm not going to stop it. I'm going to break the wheel. Sick. Right? Um, break that wheel. Breaker of chains and wheels. <laughs> <laughs> My bike Smasher. is broken. <laughs> uh, back at the fighting... <laughs> Is broken. <laughs> the entire bicycle has been dissected. <laughs> uh, back at the fighting pits, Jorah shows up. Um, he talks to the slave master who owned him for like five minutes. He says, uh, you said whoever wins will fight at the great pits in front of the queen. I won. Um, and he wants to fight at the great pit. The slave master asks, well, you're a free man. Why are you coming back to me? Um, and says, Jorah says, let me fight for her and I belong to you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we go to King's Landing. So King's Landing, the Septa is still wanting to hear Cersei's confessions, offering her water if she does. Cersei then tries to bribe her, letting her know, I'll make you the richest Septa. You'll be part of the inner circle or whatever. Mm. Um, the Septa pours the water on the floor and Mm. leaves. And this is where... I guess she'll she's... listen to anything. Septa bullshit. She's, right. <laughs> she's right now. Um, so as she pour, that lady pours the the septa pull, pours the water on the ground and leaves. That was good. Um, Cersei is at an all time low. She gets on her knees and then starts like sucking and licking at the floor to get the water. Oh man. Uh, so then we go to Castle Black, and Gilly is tending to Sam's wounds. Uh, they both admit that they are scared. Ollie comes to the door bringing food. He wanted to ask Sam a couple of things in private. He brings up that the um, the wildlings and why John's going to hard home to bring them back. He talks about how the wildlings killed his family and they were just farmers. Sam says that he's seen the dead walk. He's seen white walkers and they are coming for us. And when it's time, we'll need every last man we can find. Ollie just doesn't want to hear it. Sam brings up that the burden of leadership is hard. Now John needs to take risk for the long run. Try not to worry, Ollie. I've been worrying about John for years. He always comes back. And then we go to Hard Home. So, <clears throat> Hard Home, right? So let's go a little geography. Okay. So there's uh there's a window. There's a there's a wall. Then the sweat drips from my He sounded like Arnold for a second there. Yow! <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. So there's a cove, right? Found the window. And uh, uh, <laughs> uh, a wintry beach. Okay. And uh, the big ships are out on the distance, right? And they're taking these little dinghies to shore. Um, inside the cove is like, uh, I guess hard home's like this fort. Okay, so imagine a, a, a wooden fort back in the... Cowboy, Frontier times. Cowboy and Indian days. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's some structures on the, the land, and then there's this uh, log wall, right? Okay, yeah. And then beyond the wall is some flat land, and then a bunch of cliffs that surround this area that touches the wa- the water. Right. Okay. Um, so we, we start with John, right? He's one. He's leading the, the main dinghy towards the shore. Um, he's got Tormund and some of his men with him. Um, they get on shore, and uh, the Lord of Bones, you remember him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's in charge right now. Okay. Okay, there's how many? Thousands? A couple thousand? Yeah. Wildlings there? I don't even know how many. Um, lots of wildlings. Uh, he questions why Tormund is with the crows now. John says uh, they are allies. And then Lord of Bones gets upset, calls Jormund, uh, Tormund a fucking traitor, Um he asks, you know, after you and the crow talk, do you get down on your knees and suck his cock? Uh, Tormund gets pissed. I like how you say it like it's a real question. <laughs> uh, do you get down on, your knees, on his knees and suck his cock? <laughs> Tormund's pissed now. He grabs the Lord of Bones staff 
knocks him to the ground, and then beats him to death with it. Is he dead? I believe he's dead. Okay. What? Yeah, no, he grabs his staff and, like, hits him in the gut. He falls over and just starts beating the shit out of him. I believe he killed him. Yeah. Um, Bone Lord? He tells the other (laughs) wildlings to gather the elders so they can talk. Okay. So next scene, we're inside one of the structures. Um, John introduces himself. He says, I know we're not friends. Old old wildlings. Yeah. The leaders... Of the wildling packs okay. that Mance collected together to okay. fight. I just, I heard elders and I thought it was like, you know, like o- older people. Uh, yeah, kind of. Mild. Not like decrepit, will. but older. Okay. <clears throat> um, he says, you know, I know we're not friends and we will probably never be friends, but this is different. This is about survival. Um, John says that these aren't normal times. Um, the wildlings go on um, saying, you know beating the white walkers that's a big feat or we could just run like we always have you know that's what we're doing now um john says you know this isn't a trick and he gives them some of the dragon glass and says inspect this uh-huh he said this is a gift for those who join me um he's, and then some of the wildlings go on to say you know oh there have been tales about dragon glass and what it does um john says um there's good land below the wall and you all can have it if you join the fight. Um, and then they ask, well, where's Mance? And John says, he's dead. I put an arrow in his heart. And then this is where kind of the room erupts. Yeah. They're, they're about to fight when Tormund steps in and says, no, actually, Mance was going to be burned at the stake. And John, out of mercy, killed Mance so he didn't have to you know, die that Suffer. way. And yeah. it took a lot of courage to do that. Um, the other wildlings bring up, you know, same thing that Ollie's doing. Like, no, the, my whole life, they've killed my people. Yeah. You know, we can't trust them. Um, and then John says, you know, it's kind of going back and forth. John steps in and says, look, I'm not asking you to forget. You know, don't think about the past. Let's think about our future. Think about your children. There's no future for them if we don't fight together. Uh, the long night is coming and the dead come with it. No clan can stop them. The free folk can't stop them. The Night's Watch can't stop them. Even the Southern Kings can't stop them. Only together, all of us, and even then it may, it may not be enough, but we'll at least give them, a, we'll at least give them fuckers a fight. Uh, they make Tormund vouch for John because they're, they're, you know, they're getting convinced, but they're yeah. not all the way there. Yeah. And Tormund says, he didn't have to come to Hardhome, but he did. He needs us, and we need him. Um, and then, so this is where, I don't know, half... Half of the wildlings say, okay, we don't like you, John, but we like Tormund, so we're with him. But Tormund yeah. says, uh, he's prettier than my daughters, younger than whoever, and then he's like, but I, he can fight, and he's a good leader. That's cool. funny. Yeah, and then, uh, so there's uh, also some Thens there. Remember uh, the tall, those... bald yeah, cannibals? Yeah, yeah. Um, they are not with them, and they refuse. They said, keep your dragon glass, keep your land, we're going. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Ronnie. Uh, so... We cut to the docks of Hard Homes. The wildlings are loading up and sailing off towards Castle Black. Um, they get about they they estimate about five thousand people are now on the boats, uh-huh. uh, but many are still staying. Inside the tent, a giant is examining the dragon glass. Ed is inside too. Outside, dogs start barking. A storm is approaching. Oh shit! The winds uh, the wind blows. A mist is coming towards them from the cliffs above. The gate uh, gates start to shut. With so, many. Right? So there's tons of people there. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of them are inside the fort and they're loading on the boats and they're trying to leave. But there are a lot that are outside mm-hmm. just because there's no room for everyone inside. And once this storm happens and the people realize what's happening, they're like, close the gates. Yeah. Yes. And they don't care how many thousand of people <clears throat> are outside. Yeah. So they get shut outside. Yeah. So everyone's running back towards the gate, but then it shuts and you just hear people banging on it, you know, let us in. Yeah. And then it, um, out of nowhere, it just goes quiet. Like the, it basically, like the mist or whatever the, hits. The wind just stops. Yeah. Well, no, um, the, no, the people the banging people noise. Oh my it's God. The weather's yeah. still going, but the people yeah. outside of the gate go quiet. Right. So then the Fen, who was, you know, meeting with John um, and all the others, that said that they're not going to partake in going to the yeah. south. Uh, he walks up to the gate. He looks through a crack, um, but all he sees is mist. Uh, but off in the distance, the sound 
uh, are sounds of, of like struggles, like something's out there moving. Yeah. The dead then rush up to the gate. Um, they start to break through the gate. Like one puts their arm right through the um, the crack or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and that guy like chops it off. Chaos then ensues and wildlings try to load on the boats even faster. And inside the building with uh, the giant and Ed, the dead start attacking from the roof. So there's like a hole in the, in the ceiling because they have a so huge the, the fire people, in the middle. The people that were on the outside of the, of the gate. They're gone. They were the ones that were staying. So they were the ones that, that didn't want anything to do right. with John. Okay. Correct. Um, sorry. Let me find my spot again. So the dead start right. to climb, climb over yeah. and under the gate so from the outside. The wildlings are now trying to swim towards the ships anchored out at sea. And it's fucking freezing. Yeah. This is how desperate they are. Right. Um, John commands the Night's Watch to go back and hold the gate so more wildlings can escape. So this was a, a, a cool part. The crows that are there, they're trying to get John on the boat and say, look, we, you're our leader. We need you to be safe. Yeah. But John says, no, I am staying. In fact... All He's, of us are going to stay so we can hold the gate so more people can get he out. He wants right. to be on, on the front line fighting. Yeah. Thing. So now um, there's a bigger hole in the in the main gate, and the dead start to seep uh, through from the, into the fort. Yeah. Um, so they're killing wildlings. Um, savage killing. They just start going crazy. Outside the gate, waves of dead start rushing towards them. John and Tormund arrive um, to bolster the hole uh, in the gate. John looks at the cliffs above and he sees four riders just staring at him on horseback. Yeah. Um, who do you think those are? The White Walkers. Right. John then remembers the dragon glasses in the building, goes to get it. Uh, this is awesome. So he's, um, he's running towards the building, cuts down a d- uh, one of the dead as he passes them. The giant busts out of the building, throwing off like there's like three of them on him. He's just uh-huh. like taking them, breaking them apart and throwing them. Um, John enters the building in, um, and it's on fire. So there's fire going. Yeah. It, it got it lit up and he's with the Fen leader. Uh-huh. And so they, they're looking, uh, towards the back entrance and the building. And then you see this cold wind come through and put out the fire pretty quick. And it's a white Walker walking in. Um, so then the Fen tells John, go get the glass as he starts to attack the white Walker. The White Walker shatters the guy's axe with one blow, and then um, the other end, because he blocks it, and then it's like a long spear, uh-huh. and he takes wow. the other end. And <laughs> the Puma, Puma face has arrived. It's this guy, but he's got like a black suit on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he blocks the axe. It shatters. Um, he turns his, I guess, spear around and stabs the Fen. John is looking and finally sees um, uh, the dragon glass scattered on the floor. As he goes to grab them, the White Walker throws them across the room. Just picks them up and throws them. Uh, John is fighting, grabs a random sword, and it shatters as he throws, um, as he's thrown down onto the floor. So he gets like onto the second floor. There's like yeah. different tiers. He finds one. The guy, the White Walker, gets on there. He goes for it, shatters his sword, and gets pushed off. So now he's on his back. He's like, air gets knocked out of him. Yeah. The White Walker then jumps down. John grabs uh, his sword and starts walking outside, trying to take off. The White Walker goes to attack him, but John then throws uh, uh, his sword up and blocks the spear. So now his sword is strong enough to withstand that cold. Because what is his sword? Valerian steel. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. They. Uh, it's kind of interesting because as soon as he blocks it, they look at each yeah, other. Yeah, they like, both what like the what? Fuck? <laughs> yeah. And then he he like swings it down and then slashes the White Walker across and he shatters. Whoa. He breaks, like, safety So, glass. Valyrian Steel ki- kills them, too. Yep. Okay. So, from above, the Night King sees the death of one of his White Walkers. Um, so, he's just looking down, seeing the mayhem, and he's just yeah. like, hmm. You know, just something's going through his head. Making note. Right. The fighting happened. continues. So, at this point, you know, a lot of the, the wildlings and the crows are dying. Um Inside the building when they were, uh, you know, basically arguing. Yeah, arguing about, okay, are we going to go with them? Are we not? <clears throat> One of the leaders, this lady, right, 
Um, she was really cool. Uh, she was very convincing in her arguments. She actually brought up, you know, the history of, oh, Dragonglass, I've heard of that before. Um, when they were loading boats, her kids were one of the first ones she sent off. And there was this real touching scene that, oh, mom, you know, you need to come with us. And she's like, no, no, I need to stay and get the elderly on the boat so they can make it too. Um, but I'll be right behind you. Um, so at this point, um, she's showing how badass she is. She's killing all these uh, dead. Um, and then she basically, you know, there's like five around her. She takes each one out one by one. And then she turns around. Oh, this is fucking. And there are five dead reanimated children staring yeah. at her. Yeah. We're talking like six, seven years old. Six to eight years old. They're, you know, they're not her kids, but. Oh, okay. They, they remind her of her children. Yeah. And she freezes. She pauses and, you know, she's got her weapons on her, but she basically crosses her arms as they overtake her and kill her. Oh. Yeah. She decided not to fight them. Yes. And, it was, oh, man. It was, it was, yeah. Yeah. Just the way they made them look was, that was heartbreaking in itself. Um, Ed reaches John, says, you know, forget the dragon glass. We're going to die if we stay. And from the cliffs uh, with the White Walkers, hundreds more of the dead rush past them down the cliff and towards the fort. Yeah, they just like fucking lemmings. Woo! And start falling off the cliff, jumping. Shit. Um, the gate and the wall uh, fall right after each other. And as waves of death rush towards the living, um, all the living are now retreating, including the giant. Um, the giant kind of stays behind trying to hold off the dead as best he can as they reach the shore. Yeah. He has a um, huge log that, and one end is on fire. And he's just swinging it left and right, right. like taking out a couple at a time, but hundreds. And by the time John Tormund and Ed reach the boats, there's only one boat left. So Holy they, shit. they get on it and sail off. Uh, the giant is right behind him, uh, walk towards the water with the dead still jumping on him. He flings him off. And it's a really cool scene. Cause like I said, John and them are floating on the boat. But the giant, you know, still standing 15 feet above him, walks past him in the water. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was really cool. And they're going towards just the, the ships. Um, John is watching, right? He's helpless at this point. The remaining living are slaughtered from the shore, the from shore, all yeah. the dead. They're just yeah. looking back um, at the shore and they're just being cut down. All the White Walkers are there now. So they're helping in the killing of the, the living. Um, the Night King wa- walks out. And he starts walking on the dock to the end of the dock. And he stares at John. Um, he then looks back, right, at his army. Yeah. And turns his head, looks at John, and, and he does this. The Undertaker. He slowly raises his arms. What do you think is going to happen? The river turns into ice? Or the, the water that they're on turns into ice? So everyone that just oh, died... shit. Well, during this whole time, though, it goes eerily quiet. There's no music playing. It's just wind blowing. Yeah, so then go ahead. So everyone that just died, their eyes open. They've got bright, bright blue eyes now, and they stand up. Oh, my God. Yeah. So it starts with the the woman with the kids, one of the leaders. It shows her eyes, and then she kind of stands up. Uh, They all turn, stare at John. As they sail towards the ships. Yeah, and John's just looking the Night King dead in the eye. And they're just like, yeah, they're probably like, what, 40 yards away from each other, from the yeah. dock to the boat. And they're slowly sailing away. Yeah. And they're just eyeballing each other. And it's just quiet, though. Just wind blowing, maybe water sometimes. Yeah. It's great, great camera shot. Really cool. And then it cuts to credits. And then that same uh, weather kind of sounds yeah. plays over the first few minutes. You of guys, that sounds fucking amazing it is <laughs> that should have been number nine right yeah man what's gonna happen with nine and ten i want to watch that right now yeah so I, good I, just I really that do. last battle yeah, yeah show them the battle we'll show them the battle right, after we'll this that. yeah oh man any oh, predictions yeah. ah um that sounds so cool the Dude, Night King, like, so raising, amazing. raising the dead. So amazing. Um, Undertaker, man. <laughs> um, everything else, um, I don't know. I mean, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Cersei's in trouble, but like I said, I think she's just going to have to team up with the uh, with the Tyrells to get out of there. And um, 
knowing Cersei's character, the sparrows are all going to just die. Like she's going, she's going to kill them all if she if she can. Um, especially the Septa. That <laughs> Septa, this bullshit. <laughs> um, uh, I like the Tyrion and Daenerys combination. Um, think that uh, Tyrion's going to bring a certain amount of 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 um intelligence and wit and sensibility Help her to play this game to it. Um, that would actually make sense for her ending up on the Iron Throne when this whole thing is over. That, yeah. sh- that she has Tyrion as like her her hand or whatever. Um, I don't know. I mean, the Arya stuff kind of is what it is. I'm sort of just waiting for it to like either fall apart or for her to just be ready and just Pay go off, yeah. go on a fucking killing spree. Of because I I still believe like yes. She's going to be faceless and whatnot, but she still has her list, and that's not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I I'm enjoying this. There's also nothing in Winterfell, or very minimal in Winterfell in this episode. Right. Sansa's learning more and more. Found out her brother. Well, remember, yeah, she alive. found out that yeah. Theon didn't kill. That's her right. Brother. Yeah. yeah. I, the, I just I can't take. I can't take that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to uh to listen to but everything else very interesting right now right very hey, very interesting when is brand gonna wake up <laughs> this is that all dude is taking the longest what the nap fuck? i yeah is he just sleeping inside Jesus that tree Christ. <laughs> he's still inside the tree right yeah. yeah sleeping away sleeping away thanks again for listening to the out of the loop podcast uh, follow us on our Instagram at OOTL Podcast or on Twitter at OOTL Podcast. Um, feel free to send us an email at OOTLPod at gmail.com. Uh, we've really enjoyed this episode. Fantastic shots, amazing CGI, and all that bullshit. Um, next episode is The Dance of Dragons. I don't have much more to say. Anyone else got anything to say? Nope. Thank you for listening and winter's coming.